Just a quick warning that we're going to be talking about life, death, existentialism, sinking, patriarchal norms, I think I meant to say. I'm reading my list and my writing is just illegible, but um, okay, there's death pearls. There are repetitive cycles repeating infinitely, um, all sorts of shit. So if you're not in the right headspace for that, maybe just skip these next few episodes. Episode number seven on divers. Oh Who boy. knew? <laughs> we all knew. There's no surprises here. Uh, I mean, actually, that's not true. Uh, Brian of Critical Reactions was like, wow, you guys are intense. <laughs> <laughs> In the kindest way. In the very, yes. yeah, very kindest way. But I think he was like uh, a little surprised at least. So I shouldn't say no one was surprised. Yeah. But if yeah. you've been with us for a while... Um, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for sticking with us. That's Um, for sure. We are recording in the evening, which is, uh, what we used to do when we very, when we started, when we very, when we very first started, when we had first just started. Yeah. Um, we each have a drink too, which is, and it's not coffee for me and it's not coffee. That's right. So who knows how off the rails things are going to get, but we're going to try to keep them tethered. I'm just noticing now as I look at myself, I have a, I think it must be uh, my own breast milk vomit stain down my sweatshirt, but you know, I'm going to rock it. I'm going to stick with it. There's, what else can we do? Hold on <laughs> the infinite backslide. Right, exactly. <laughs> so here we are uh, to hold on with you guys and thank you for joining us. So there are, I believe, three verses left in Divers. I think when you were counting them before, Sam, you had counted four, but I think there are three. Yeah. You're right. My counting Mm -hmm. was wrong. Yeah. So we're going to do our best to get to them today. I'm very sad to leave this song behind, but also like, oh my gosh, uh, it's going to be, I'm going to feel accomplished, I think, once we've um, gotten to the end of it because it's, you know, it's, it's a time. There's a lot going on here. And we're going to do our best. We sure will. As we did last time, and if I remember correctly, I feel like the last episode was slightly unhinged, (laughs) only because, mostly on my part, um, because of the shocking and the twinned and cast off shells. It was a lot. That was a lot. And if it was unhinged, I feel like it was unhinged in the best way in that we were both just like our minds were blown at just the heartbreakingness of that verse, which is like my favorite kind of way to be into a Joanna song. So, uh, yes. yeah, we were definitely moved, I would say. Last time. I think that's my favorite thing of all music is when it breaks your heart in that way that only only lyrics and only music can. Me too. Um, and yeah. that verse is like among many of Joanna Newsom's um one of those verses that does the heartbreaking in the most beautiful way. 
fully agree, 100% agree. And you last time gave me this new way of looking at the verse that just like totally enhanced my understanding of it and the song and like sort of like drove home some points that we had been bouncing around. So I feel very grateful to you for the analysis oh, of golly. last time. And then as I was like applying uh, uh, what you had taught me, Sam, about uh, the verse last time, as I was applying that to reading The Pearl by John Steinbeck, I came up with this whole tinfoil hat theory. And so I was going to ask if I could run some stuff by you. Hats I might on. Even, hats on, baby. Um, I might give, like, what is the best way to approach this? So if people are going to read it but they haven't, like, I think I'm going to give some spoilers here. Um, yeah. Unless you want to read it, Sam, in which case I don't need to give spoilers. I will. Like, There's a lot of things I want to read. Okay. But, um I think you should – spoiler alert. If you don't okay. want to hear things that Nikki's going to say, skip ahead. How far? I don't know. Take a risk. This is a quick editor's note to let you know that you can jump ahead to about the 16-minute mark uh, if you don't want spoilers. It's a short It's a short book too, so you could just pause, go quickly read it, and then come back. Um, that probably – whatever. Okay, so – some common themes. So last time we were talking about that crazy verse where she's dreaming it every night, the ringing of the pail, the motes of sand dis- dislodged, and and she had, uh, she was she was asking him to recall the word he gave mm-hmm. to count your way across the depths of the arid world where you would yoke the waves, and and Sam was saying that like maybe this was like a promise that he made to her to like come. And, like, have a family together and, like, come and have a baby maybe together. And then she's haunted by the shucking of that that twinned shell, right? The shucking of their, like, life, their potential life together. Just devastating stuff. And so when I was listening to The Pearl by John Steinbeck, I was listening to the audiobook of it, um, I, I couldn't stop thinking about, like, oh, my God, these gender dynam- dynamics and, like, how – family is tied to the feminine and uh like exploratory destructive going out into the world is tied to the masculine and because at first when I was reading this book I was like uh I don't know there's like vague themes that the two that the di- that divers and the pearl have in common but they're not like you know glaring and now I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I'm like oh my god no the themes are like exactly the same because the fucking book ends man so the whole premise of the book is that um Kino is the main character and he's a pearl diver. He has a wife and uh, they have a baby together, uh, Koyutito. And Koyutito at the beginning of the book gets stung by a scorpion. And so they're like seeking help, but they're too poor and Koyutito is going to die. But this doctor like refuses to see them because they're too poor. But then uh, Kino finds the the like mother of all pearls, like the greatest pearl right. in the world. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor like comes and sees the baby and like tends to him and like everything is looking good. But because he has this pearl, he has to sell it. And like it's like bringing a bunch of like evil spirits and like uh, like the the townspeople are all like out to get him because everybody is now like fighting and sort of lusting over their riches. And like people start to like try to trick each other. And then Kino like turns on his wife and gets abusive towards her. And ostensibly, this all of this was in the name of like getting Coyutito help for his little scorpion thing, that sting. And uh, the book fucking ends, man, in the most devastating way where when he's like finally decided to 
it's like like the last stretch of this like journey where he's like ventured out into the world. He's like trying to sell his pearl in the big city. And the book ends with his little baby getting shot because because they had to be like hiding out because like he ended up killing somebody. But they were like hiding out and these people were after them and his little baby got shot. So like the very thing that they had set out to do, the whole their whole raison d'etre, their whole like purpose for wanting this pearl in the first place was to support the family and like somewhere along the way they lost that thread and what ended up being sacrificed was the very person that they had set out to try and rescue so it was devastating but in themes that are just so exactly parallel to divers given your um your interpretation of it last time very very cool so not only is it about those like gender roles and family structure, but it's also about like the shifting of expectations and like priorities and promises. What an awful book. <laughs> oh my God, man. It was, I thought it was going to be fine. I don't know what gave me that impression, but I thought it was kind of going to be nice. And then it was not. And the poor woman, like she ends up he ends up abusing her and she has to like come home carrying her dead baby. It's just like the most gruesome, horrible homecoming scene. It's horrible. But um, yeah, it just reminded me so, so deeply of the themes that we had talked about in this song last time. And there was this one point at which Kino says something like, I'm a man. I'm a man. Like I can go fight this guy. I'm a man. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so similar to a like- A woman is alive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just like the very wow. overt calling attention to gender in each of these works that I thought was cool. Who gave to me a jewel worth, worth twice this woman's life. And I guess just like also the corruption of motives. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. But what does that mean for our song? Like I was thinking that like you just – you get lost in the project. So if like the masculine – and like the whole time, by the way, in The Pearl, um, the wife is calling him – like telling him to not go. Like, no, just throw the pearl back in the ocean. Like we don't need it's this. It's not like, worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Exactly. Right. That, that shifting of priorities and that like perspective of different priority priorities too. Yeah, exactly. And And the losing of your initial purpose, I feel like – that absolutely in terms of gender and like the woman calling to like, listen, like there's like love and family and things right in front of your face to, to attend to. And instead you're going out and neglecting all of that, sacrificing all of that for what? Um, so there's that same theme of like the woman sort of calling out for that. But then also I think even just taking a step away from gender, the, the call of that, like in this existential way, in this like, uh, like you've lost track of the meaning. So like whatever you're doing with your life, we're all busying ourselves with like little projects and stuff. And like we've lost track of of what matters. Um, yeah. So yeah. And just like family and sort of like uh, the way that that relates to like tradition is a big theme in The Pearl too. And tradition made me just think of like repeating cycles and like the stories of those who came before us that like we carry within us that seems to be maybe a theme on this album too. I don't know. I don't even know how much I loved the book. It was it was fine. It was a fine book, but I was so excited to to be able to to connect these themes. So interesting. So then it makes me think about like, okay, what are the priorities of each of our characters in the song, right? Like if we are assuming that our narrator 
that their number one priority is to, are we assuming it's to be together? Like, I don't think that's necessarily true for the entirety of the song. Right. Well, wait, so yeah, what parts of the song do you have in mind that contradict that that supposition? Well, I'm thinking like I can't apply I only want to be together or that like this was the promise we made mm-hmm. to a woman is alive. Mm, like okay. I know we're not there yet, but I know to me a woman is alive is like the clearest message of like I'm a fucking person. Yes. Like I stand on my own two feet. Yeah. Like uh, this is me at face value. Um, This is all I have to offer, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, And so I don't think the motive there would be um, like solely the relationship. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. And in a Martranian, Martranian, I don't know how to say that, Melissa Martrano's theory, mm. um, <laughs> according to um, her line of thought, the woman is like hungry to be able to go out and do the exploring on her own and yes. like wants to be able to go and like seek out the knowledge and seek out the wisdom and seek out the opportunity that men are afforded in this life. And so that I think that verse, according to um, Melissa, and I love this interpretation, is just that it, it, what you were saying, Sam, like I am a person. I am a person with agency and like beliefs and I'm not, I don't exist solely to fucking wait for you on a stone. Yeah, I agree that it's not just a call to to be in the relationship. One of the very central questions I have about this song is what the narrator wants. So Melissa's, yeah. theory, that she, Melissa's theory that she wants to go out and explore on her own terms and like by her own lights um, is one theory that I'm bouncing around in my head. Another is that she wants him to come back and just like fucking forget all of the, like, as we saw with, uh, in Waltz of the 101st Lightborn, just like stop with your colonizing shit. Just like come back. What are you doing? You're losing track. And another thing is just like, another interpretation is just like, not that she necessarily wants anything, but she's sort of at the end of her life and lamenting about just the way that things are. So rather than like wanting things to change, she's just sort of like crying out, like, look, look at what our lives looked like um, now that I have this perspective. So I, I'm not sure how to answer the question. I think that all of those can be true at the same time, especially if we're assuming that this this narrator is at the end of their life. I think it makes sense that like, um, I love that you describe it as like hopping between different theories because like, yeah, it makes sense to me that if you are reflecting on a life lived, that you would have feelings, many different feelings and many different perspectives, and they wouldn't necessarily align with each other 100% of the time. Um, Right, because we're people, we're not machines. We have contradictory, yeah. Exactly, and that you can feel one thing one day and feel another thing another day, and those are both real and valid and whatever, but um, that's just fucking life, baby. (laughs) It's just fucking life, baby. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so that was... um, That's it for divers. Thanks, guys. That's it for divers. That's it for the pearl, at least, unless anybody has any other theories. I'll try to make a note of the time here and then maybe I'll go back and edit it and say, hey, skip ahead to this time. 
mm. uh, if you don't want spoilers. But if you're here with us and you got spoilers, sorry about that. Okay. Uh, there's a lot also just as a warning that I don't understand about these last couple verses, especially again, when it comes to the narrator's like motivations and what she wants, those questions are really pressing and at the forefront for me in these last couple of verses. Yeah. One of the things that the wiki for the Pearl mentions too is uh, like the paradoxical nature of this story and how you said like, um, you know, once he had what he thought he needed, that that wasn't really it anymore, that he was distracted by, um, distracted by the wealth of the pearl or what that, what the possibility of that wealth could be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That he's distracted by the possibility of what that could be and that like life literally changes for him. So like in this like very true paradoxical way where like the very thing that he did want to need, which is this pearl like to save his family, then is the exact same thing that prevented him from being able yeah. to save his family. Yeah. So then it makes me think of, um, you said something from um, a Blessing on the Birds article about like women not being able to access the same uh, environment as the divers. And I don't know if you said this or if this was my own brain, but then like, how can we position men or that gendered side of things as a passport of sorts like to what extent does having a husband having mm. a male identifying partner allow you access to places that you as a woman alone wouldn't necessarily have access to right yeah that's a great question does it though well like i think in some cases it certainly does i think that I mean, totally depending on the circumstance, but like just in, in life, I think that like that marrying someone with privilege, whether that be like gender privilege or or like socioeconomic privilege uh, does get you a lot, um, especially of opportunity, but not everything, of course, there's still going to be limitations, I think. But um, I think it's worth keeping in mind, especially because, well, I don't want to get into it yet, but I, I'm going to bring up fucking like fairy tales and like mm. men rescuing women. So that's going to come up. And uh, I think that, I think that sometimes women are just in like really shitty positions that, that restrict their options in a way that make it so that the best option is to get rescued by a guy who might not actually know you at all. It is interesting though, that if we're thinking about like what you can access as a married woman in the context of this song, you would be able to see the pearls, right? Like you would be able to see what it was that your husband had found. Yeah. But you don't have access to any of the why or how or when or where, right? right. So you see like this this end product yeah. of the exploration of the discovery. And that must be so tempting. Yeah. Like to have like that literal pearl of knowledge, that pearl in front of you and not be able to access it, to have it, but not have any of like the background information or the experience or whatever. I think that to me is the more frustrating part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a special kind of torture, I feel like, to like, yeah, because like even if it's true that 
the getting of the pearl like has its ups and downs. Like maybe there are highs that she'll never see because she's never allowed to go underwater. But maybe there are also some lows that she'll never have to see because she never goes underwater. But the the very fact that all she's seeing is the end product, even if she knows that there are those highs and lows, even if she knows she's being spared from from some shit, for that to not be a choice for her, for that decision to have been made for her and to, for her to only see this very like tantalizing, gleaming end result is, yeah, a special kind of torture, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Maybe. 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 All of this is a maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So should we get to the uh, third last verse of the song? I guess so. I don't really want to, Nikki, because we are incredibly close to the end of this album. Yeah. And Same Old Man is next. And I don't know what I'm going to say to you guys about Same Old Man. Same Old Man is next. I don't hate it. A lot of people hate on Same Old Ben, and I actually think it's – I like it, and I think that there's merit to it. I just don't have, like, a bunch of theories floating around in my head in the same way as I do with the other songs. Yeah, it's also the behemoth of You Will Not Take My Heart Alive. I've been, oh. like, Ben, oh. time is a symptom Ugh. in a row. Dude, I, <laughs> I had to take my cat to the vet just for, like, a regular <laughs> checkup this this week. I like and that what triggered that memory was you going, Ugh. It, it literally was because I <laughs> I had my baby in the back and I had my very angry cat who did not want to be in his carrier and I took him to the vet and because of COVID protocols, like I just hand the cat to the vet and they take him inside and I have to wait in the car with the baby and so um, my baby was cranky so like I went in the back and I was playing with her but I had I was listening to divers and so like I was just in the back seat without the ability to control the volume so time as a symptom just started playing and man like when I tell you I just started bawling when I was playing with Lola being like oh my god I can't even turn this down right now and she has no idea why I'm crying but it just like hit me so hard for some reason oh my god it was crazy You're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you can't change it. You can't move. You just have to feel it. Exactly. It was just, uh, yeah, relegated to feel in the feels. But that was okay. It was, I like occasionally. I can't, if I don't listen to Time is a Symptom for like a month, I can't revisit it without it just tearing me to pieces. It's so fucking good, man. We'll get to it, obviously. But my God, that song. Anyway... This ain't that. This is Diver. <laughs> this ain't that. Here's what she sings. She sings. And in an infinite backslide, ancient border, sink past the west, like a sword at the bearer's fall. I can't claim that I knew you best, but did you know me at all? Seems like no. <laughs> Seems like no. <laughs> That's right. I think the answer to that question is no. <sighs> Yeah, okay, so maybe let's get the the attitude out on the table here. I can't claim that I knew you best, but did you know me at all? There's some snark there. She's not pleased. It's pretty snarky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm loving the snarky narrator. I uh, love that I kind do. of genre music. I love the snarky narrator, 100%. <laughs> so what were we saying here, attitude? <laughs> we were saying that this is, this is, a, this is a rhetorical question. You didn't owe me at all. Yeah, you didn't know me at all. Yeah. And 
it doesn't even feel like a real question, honestly. It feels like we know that uh, it feels like the narrator knows that he didn't know us at all. To yeah. Me. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, totally. He didn't know her at all. Yeah. That like she's not she's not doubting it. She's mm-hmm. pretty much she's just like nicely phrasing it, kind of nicely phrasing it. Um, right. And so I love that, that the humility too, like, I can't claim that I knew you best. So like the acknowledgement that like someone who came before me probably knew you better than I did. But like, that's not the point. The point is that like, I still knew you a hell of a lot better than you knew me. I was paying more attention. And again, I, God, I such bro- broken records on this, but it, it feels so gendered to me in that it's like constantly these themes throughout, not only this album, but, but the corpus of Joanna's work is like, I'm the one who has to pay attention. You get to sleep or like go off and work or you get to like do, and I have to tend to the relationship. I have to tend to like the dynamics and the nurturing and like paying attention. This like hypervigilance in a way that, that the partner in these songs often doesn't have to. And it ties back into the beginning of the song where we have, I don't know if you loved me most, but you loved me last. So not only now do we have, it sucks. Not only did you not love me most, I just happened to be the last one, but you also didn't know me. Yeah. Yeah. Which like retrospectively gives the relationship like a really sad hue, like especially if, if we were talking about before, like what does she want? If, one of the things that she might want is for him to come back. Like it's an even sadder call for him to come back and like be with her and to like enjoy their love together. If it's not even that great of a love. Yeah. It's still the only thing that makes that like to cling on to is like this. I mean, maybe on one interpretation, the only thing to cling on to is like this joy or this like love or this promise of a family or this promise of, um, like those connections in that way. And it's not even that great. Okay. I have a new theory. Ooh. From the information we have now, we know that he didn't, I'm going to say we are the narrator. I'm using this pronoun. Uh, he didn't love us most. He didn't know us. And so this gives us like a very surface relationship, right? Yeah. I think that what our narrator wants is to dive, but to dive in a way that we are like diving deep into the relationship, right? Mm. She wants to be able to dive to like the emotional depth with someone. Yes. And over and over it keeps happening that we're stuck on land, that we're stuck at this surface level and we commit to someone else only to find out that like we're not invited to dive samantha (laughs) it's so sad i am so fucking into that i want to shout your theory out from the rooftops now that is it that is so sad but i fucking love that theory 
that she's stuck on the shore not, and she does want to go out diving, not because she wants to go find actual literal fucking pearls, but because she wants to find these like single hearts of white. She wants to find the like pearls that are laid and like develop that into a family and go into the emotional depths and no one, no man is fucking willing to go there with her. And she sees it every day. She sees him dive and she sees him bring back these like relics of what she wants and present them to her. And she's like, that's not fucking it, man. Oh, my God. That's so what's happening in this song. We figured it out. You figured it out in episode seven of Divers. If uh, the Sunday Cider Company wants to sponsor us. For getting to this theory, I would say yes to that. Sam, I'm so into it. That's so right and so sad. Oh my it god. That fucking sucks. Yeah, that fucking sucks. That really, really does. <clears throat> okay. So I've definitely have nothing better to say than that interpretation. You guys can stop listening pretty much now because I we're not gonna top what Sam just said. That was amazing. And I think it's right. And you might just want to pause and go listen to the whole song again with that interpretation in mind because it's so on point. I don't know. That's what I think. Well, thanks. It's a theory. Um, yeah. And I kind of And it's appropriate. It. Yeah, exactly. It's appropriately heartbreaking in that like that theory then colors the entire song with the same kind of vibe that we were reveling slash reckoning in uh, from the last verse. Okay, but what is the rest of this? I don't know. Okay, so in we have infinite, we have infinity before too. We yeah, and an infinite regress and an infinite regress. What does regress mean again? Well, an infinite regress, at least, is a in my world. Is it not this? Is it not the same thing as a backslide, though? Okay, so infinite regress in philosophy is just when an argument uses a never-ending set of propositions to justify its conclusion. So the basic idea is just that things keep repeating themselves, um, or if not repeating themselves, then then that there's this never-ending set of explanations to justify the thing at hand, if that makes sense. It's kind of a confusing concept to explain, but it makes sense more in application. I don't know. Like sort of like the mirror effect when you like hold a mirror up to a mirror and then it, you just see it going on for forever. It's just going – you're always going back. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whereas a backslide, I just read today, backslide just says – it, it's a verb and it says to relapse into bad ways or error. Mm. So there's an infinite backslide happening in that there's an infinite slipping back into old ways or into errors happening. Okay. So we're in, in an infinite backslide, ancient borders sink past the West, like a sword at the bearer's fall. I love the visual of a sword at the bearer's fall. So what I'm imagining is, uh, maybe this is wrong, like a sword bearer being one who holds a sword, but I'm imagining it ma imagining it in like a sheath at their hip or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And like if the person, the sword bearer is falling, how that would kind of just like flop. Yeah. I don't know. 
But like, why? Help me understand. Why is that like an infinite backslide or an ancient border sinking past the West? Do okay. swords sink past the West? This is what I think. Okay. Think that we have gotten to the point in the relationship where our narrator has now realized, oh, like, I'm just fucking doing this again. I'm just back at square one because I've now realized that this is only surface level. And so we are now, or I am now, infinitely backsliding to square one. Like, like ancient borders were before the West, before they were established to be more forward. I don't know. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. I could see that. (laughs) I could see that. So on Genius, the annotation is for ancient border sink past the West. the, The line refers to the sun setting in the West signifying the passing of a day. The ancient border might be seen as that of time itself. By referring to time as a mere border, Joanna Newsom is once again tipping her hat towards the arbitrariness of time and arguing that it is not as fixed as we believe it to be. There is also a deliberate confusion of the spatial and the temporal, as time itself is figured as a physical boundary that might be seen or skipped across. Yeah, so we talked about this in... Waltz, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me think of when we were talking about how sailors keep time mm-hmm. and how, like, how before sailors could keep time, they would just show up somewhere and be like, what the fuck time is it? I don't know. We were just over there and now we're over here. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Just that the, I think, I think just that the, um, deliberate mixing of the notions of space and of time we have seen before on the album and yeah that they might be present here so the the annotator says that they might be present here i think they might just be referring to if if the ancient border is in fact time then then the narrator of this song is giving it a location like to sink past the west but i love the idea that um that it's the west because the sun is setting because that yeah. makes that makes me think of like this the you know the things that we had on the beautiful list there the the like ending of a day and like the cycles that might be um themes throughout all of these songs and also just like the idea that we're starting to talk about death as opposed to <laughs> we have been talking about death since the beginning of this album so I need to be careful but like the the idea that the sun is setting on this album and like that that's like we're just past the halfway point in in the album with the previous song having been um, The Things I Say. And so, yeah, just the mention of like the fact that the sun is starting to set or like a reference to that. I like maybe. I like that. And I like that the sun is setting on their relationship too, maybe. Right. Or that like the yeah. hope that. <sighs> The hope that this would be the time to dive, the opportunity to dive or something. Right. Um, 
If I think of it, I'm going to try to come back to the infinite backslide line when we talk about the next verse because there was an annotation on genius mm-hmm. that led me down a little bit of a wormhole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my my interpretation of this line here is colored by the... Uh, I've said that expression like three times in this episode. I don't know why I keep saying it's colored by, but whatever. Um, oh, that's the first time I noticed it. But Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyways, um, and I love the idea of the ancient border being time itself. Like yes. time as a border is such an interesting yeah. thought. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what to make of that. The other thing that I was thinking that a bor- an ancient border might refer to here or other things um, is just like the ancient line between men and women, the ancient mm. gender dynamic. No, I agree. It's also interesting the use of the word sink past the west right mm-hmm. like how does a border sink right no matter what kind of border it is also is it a command to the ancient border is she saying like sam sink past the west like ancient border sink past um, the west um i don't think so because we have a colon ahead of that right so it's and in an infinite backslide colon so i'm assuming we are describing the infinite backslide yeah, I think that that's right. But then there's a comma after ancient border. Yeah, ancient border, border. comma. Sink past the west. So we're we're also making a comparison between the sinking past the west to the sword at the bearer's fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also like just giving up, right? Like the sword that's falling after I'm assuming the bearer is killed is just like. It's the end, right? Like, well, I don't know. Are we so, comparing like, it to the sinking of the bearer falling? I don't know. I don't know what the sinking has to do with the sword. Uh, like the so here's the image that I had is that the bearer, the the bearer, the human carrying the sword, dies. But like, what happens to the sword? It remains. Just maybe like the ancient border remains. Like so, something endures beyond this temporal human experience of just uh these like discrete lives that are lived and like there are these things like maybe the birds too that like endure to see the bigger picture in a way that humans just don't mm-hmm. yeah but again i don't know what that has to do with sinking i'm looking at pictures of sword bearers now on wikipedia and it's not like in the sheath sheath it's like over their shoulder like Oh, okay. Okay. Do you know, I, this, I don't, I haven't fact checked this information, but I read this book called Cunt one time. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things I learned from the book called Cunt was that the word vagina is taken from, I forget what language, but like the etymology of vagina is that it means sword, like sword sheath. Mm. Isn't that disgusting though? Interesting. Penises. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. I don't want that to be what defines a vagina, but okay. No, I get that that's where it comes from, though. It's just like, what is it compared to? (laughs) Okay, so we need some help with the sinking. If you guys have thoughts, you can let us know. How does, how does, how does, um, how does a sword fall? Like how? Well, the bearer falls, right? Like the sword at the bearer's fault, but then the sword falls too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
maybe the, the sword is like in battle, not put away. Maybe the sword is like out because he's like doing the man thing of like the masculine energy thing. That, yeah. That we've talked about throughout this album of fighting wars. Yeah, it's true because the, the sword bearer, the mace bearer is a person who carries a mace or real weapon in ceremony. So the image that I had was much more a ceremonial one and much mm. less like a an action like one a, like an action one yeah interesting there's also the, like it also sort of brings to mind and I don't know if this is just me but the expression like to fall on one's own sword mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. to which means what to like sacrifice yourself yeah. for what for like for the oh I have a sticker on me it's a tiny Minecraft apple. Look at that. Oh. Yeah, to fall on one's sword means to take responsibility for something that has gone wrong. In particular, to resign from one's position as a way to acknowledge responsibility for something that has gone wrong. So you're you're taking responsibility for it. Uh, something has gone wrong. And so I like that in that it sort of connects to the infinite backslide stuff in that uh, the infinite backslide is like a regression to like a mistake over and over again or to um, bad habits over and over again. And there's the idea of like taking responsibility for that. I don't know. It's all very vague. I don't know. I feel like there's also something. So there's two words here that are especially interesting to me. The first was sink, which we've tried to like figure out. But the other one is claim. I can't mm. claim that I knew you best. Looks like clam. <laughs> it does look like clam. A hundred percent is a battle away from clam. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're yeah. saying the same kind of thing, right? I don't know if you loved me most. I can't claim that I knew you best. Yeah. But what can we claim? If I can't claim that I knew you best, what can I claim? That I, I knew you. Answer. That I knew you at all. I did know you at all. But like there is an you. asymmetry there, right? There is an asymmetry yeah. between the yeah. way that she knew him and the way that he knew her. Yes, I feel that a hundred percent for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so I feel like that's what we have. Wait, Genius has one more annotation. Let me just see. Okay, I'm gonna let you read. It. I'm just gonna close my curtain. Yeah, sure. I mean, the annotation for I can't claim that I knew you best, but did you know me at all? Is just that. Newsom appears to answer this question at the end, uh, and then they quote, you don't know my name, but I know yours. So, yeah, it does seem as though, well, that, that's so weird, though. Hang on, I can't tell if Sam can hear me. Let's just wait for her to come back. You didn't hear me, right, Sam? No one. Okay, because now I've confused myself further with this, <laughs> reading this genius annotation out loud. So, uh, the genius annotation just says, look, this um, sorry, question. sorry. Genius annotation for what? For the the I can't claim that I knew you best, but did you know oh. me at all? Okay, let's take genius with a grain of salt, but I'm listening. Yes, totally. But now it's just made me think of something. So the genius annotation is just this one line that says, Newsom appears to answer this question at the end. You don't know my name, but I know yours. Um, but then it made me think, wait a second. It's not quite answering the question so much as it is taking a step further away. So like here she's asking – Look, I don't think I knew you best, but like, did you did you know me at all? And in the last verse, she says, like, you don't even know my name. Like, yeah. that's 
a step beyond just saying that you didn't know me at all. Like that Agreed. it's the first step. Yeah. <laughs> like we weren't even acquainted. It's so, literally the first step. Yes. So like what is happening? Is uh, is she regressing in time? Is she like going backwards in time in some kind of way or is she just coming to this like like more and more acknowledging for herself like you didn't know me at all. I was deceiving myself. Maybe it ties in to the beginning of the song where she says uh, and I am his if I'm not deceived. And you were right that it was her doing the self-deceiving all along. And that fucking sucks. But in a beautiful way. You don't know my name, but I know yours. I know this is also something that we <laughs> harp on constantly. But naming as a thing, right? Yes. Like, uh. if, he, if he doesn't know her name, does she exist? Right. That's the first thing. Does she even exist? Right. She must not exist in the way that we've been made to think. <laughs> Unless this is all a metaphor, like him not knowing her name. But it might. It's not totally clear to me that it is. Maybe it is. But I love the idea that she's explicitly referencing naming here as we've we've talked about the the similarities of the song to Colleen. With the naming importance. I don't know. But let's keep that in mind because that's crazy that she she takes a step back. She backslides. That's not quite that's, what it means. But. That's what I feel though too. Like we start with like, okay, like we know each other kind of well. Like we know each other a little bit, right? And then it's like, uh, well, I know you. Like I know what your coffee order is, but like you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't even know that I don't drink coffee. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like you're ordering coffee and you're like, wait, what name should I put on the cup? Like what? Dude, yes. So wait, now I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> like let's go back to all of these parts that sound the same that Brian from um, Critical Reactions referred to as like the quote-unquote chorus of the song, which yeah. is like, I ain't, I ain't saying that I loved you first, but I loved you best. So that's the first time we we come across it. Yeah. And so there's like a love here. She loves him. But there's no reference to his feelings. So what is that establishing? That's establishing that there's a line of people yeah. that have loved him. Yeah. Okay. And that she did it the most. Yeah. She loved him most, but she is one in a line of people who loved yes, him. Yes, that's right. Okay. What and, else can we establish? Okay. Then we have, I don't know if you loved me most, but you loved me last. So in this next little chorus part, we get that he did love her. So mm. even though uh, other people might have loved uh, her more than he loves her, she's still saying here that you loved me last. Mm -hmm. You loved me. Okay. but then. In the next little chorus, I can't claim that I knew you best, but did you know me at all? So, like, not only does he maybe not know her, how could he have loved her if he doesn't know her? And then in the most perplexing step backwards, you don't know my name, but I know yours. So it's just like, wow, okay. Okay. I like the idea that we're zooming back in time. Yeah. I think that's very applicable with the album, but I also think that's not the most likely okay what can we say about like the depth of their relationship oh shit i lost it the something about the depth of their relationship and 
and how much, I don't know, <laughs> how much he actually knew her. Like, yeah. oh, it'll come back to me. Like that maybe she's just like realizing more and more that like she played the role of a woman and not as a particular individual who he loves, but rather like yes. that that he just loves the like role that she plays in this like sitting on a stone draped in pearls, like waiting for him role. She's like, oh, wait, sorry. I was just being woman to you. Whereas like yes. I have a name. Fucking exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And this is what woman does. Yes. I am woman. I sit on stone. I wear pearls. Yes. I am happy I'm beautiful. when you bring I wait. me pearls. Yes. I don't think. Like, I just right. sit. Right. Which is why at the end of the song, she's like, hello, I am alive. What the fuck? Yes. Yeah. 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 But then is it, it also must go both ways then, right? Like, not only is she woman, but he is man. Yes. Yeah. And then what, what can we apply to man then, right? Then man is just what provider and explorer and like like knowledge gainer and like leaving the home leaving the homer (laughs) um and also like pursuer right he gets to be the person that she's waiting for so like even if they're both in he, he he has this this leg up yeah i don't know so the depths that we loved each other were only as deep as these these like society societally defined roles. Right. And we never had the chance, we never had the opportunity, we never had the time, we never had whatever. We never had the want or ability to dive any deeper than that. <sighs> right. And or like at we, least Yeah, go. Sorry. At least we as a couple didn't. I, I'm, yes. I, yeah. So, yeah, I think that there might be, a, an, again, an asymmetry between what she was ready to do and what he was ready to do. Mm-hmm. And I think 100%. that, yeah. so like, I, I'm, I'm okay with the idea that he, that she loved him as an individual, even if he loved her only as a woman, if that makes sense. Like, he, she loved his, she like studied him and like was waiting for him and only thought about him, whereas he was just like, there's some woman waiting for me on the rock. <laughs> like, that's a great thing. But how much of that is part of that role as woman too, right? How much of that is yeah. determined by what you have access to? Like, if the roles were reversed, yeah. would she not just have a surface inter- interpretation of him? Right. And he, because he has this time on the shore and has literally nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Would... Would the roles be reversed? Would the perspectives You're right. change? You're right. And it's a literal surface level. Like, it's yeah. that we yep. use that as a metaphor, but this is like she literally only has access to the surface of. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about that endlessly. I'm sure you're like, oh my God, stop talking about the fucking surface. No. <laughs> Forbidden. Will okay. not. Will not. Thank you so much for listening to part seven of Divers. That's all we have for today. We will be back next week with the very final part, uh, part eight. But for now, we will say farewell. Adieu. Merci. Thank you for being here. Avidus and goodbye. Exactly. All those things. Um, Yeah. What do we have? 
email us your thoughts and theories at a hopeless endeavor at gmail.com. We have a Patreon you should mm-hmm. check out. It is linked in the show notes. You can find early episode releases there. Part eight should be up by the time this is posted. So you can go if you're just fucking dying to hear what we have to say about our eighth hour of our discussion on divers, which, oh my God, couldn't blame you. I always forget that that's what eight episodes means. What what eight episodes means is eight hours. Yeah, Yeah, that's absurd. David was like, I'm sorry, how are you still recording on divers? He's like, it's not even that long of a song. And I was like, I know, man. Well, it's also because we're doing it in like two hour chunks, right? (laughs) So that's, that's what we could carve out in our schedule. That's That's why it took so long. It's what we can carve out (laughs) on our schedule. But the thing is, is that like once we have several weeks in between each recording, we have time to do things like read The Pearl by John Steinbeck or like just like think about it more and then like forget also what we said previously and probably repeat ourselves. I don't know. If we're also not sitting here like we used to do and getting drunk and like sitting for like six or seven hours because we used to do that. Um, I feel like better things come out. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like it's more, (laughs) it's it's not just like falling over laughing about Louis dying from syphilis. Yes. It's more thoughtful maybe. (laughs) I don't know. It's hard for me to remember. What what are you doing? My cat's my cat was biting the vitamin bag. I was fighting her for it. So I'm just randomly in the middle of her sentence started swatting at something off screen that I just like I don't know what was happening. Anyways. Yeah. yeah so we're just so grateful for you guys still being here with us. And uh we know that we're excessive with these conversations, but you know, these are the craziest songs, as you guys know. So we just need to try our very best to do it justice. All right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but we haven't finished our plugs. I don't know what they are. Oh. Patreon. Gmail. Yeah. <laughs> a hopeless endeavor podcast on Instagram. A hopeless endeavor at gmail.com. Yeah, Facebook. Patreon.com slash a hopeless endeavor. We had a Twitter, but we can't find the password for it. So that's not so a thing. We don't anymore. have that now. No. Rate and review us if you think to. That would be so appreciated. Um, unless you have bad things to say. <laughs> In which case, Sam and I don't take that so well, but we're just sensitive beings. If you beings. have bad things to say, it's fine. We still laugh about it. If you're like, Jesus Christ, eight hours on divers, I mean, you don't have to listen either. No, That's you fine. You can to. bail an hour too. Yeah. <laughs> I do get the complaints, but also, uh, but also we're sensitive, so just be gentle. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with the part eight. Uh, oh boy. Okay. Bye. Bye.